Good morning. How awesome have the Olympics been? And I, yes. I, could you believe the time when uh, Michael Phelps won the gold medal and like nine seconds later had to run and uh, swim in another preliminary heat and uh, qualified? It was epic. I, I thought it was epic. Of course, Jordan, the whole time we've been watching, this has nothing to do with what we're doing today, I just wanted to say. <laughs> Jordan, the whole time we were watching swimming this week, Jordan kept saying, wait, they give gold medals for, in swimming, they give gold medals for everything. It's like, I, why isn't it just, there's, there's 50 meters, get down there as fast as you can. What if they did that in running? They'd give a gold medal for running backwards and a gold medal for running sideways. And, yeah, I know. So anyway... Uh, while I've been watching the Olympics this week, I've been reminded that when I was in my early 20s, I had the opportunity to be in Rio for a while, and uh, that was, I don't know, 12 or 13 years ago. <laughs> and while I was there, there was an occasion where I got to pray with a bunch of Brazilian guys. So it was me and another American and a, cr you know, a crowd, I don't remember exactly, but I'm going to say... 12, 13 Brazilian guys. And I thought, how is this going to go? And it was awesome. It was really incredible. Just like 60 seconds into this, I realized we are all speaking the same language. I knew when to say amen, <laughs> and I, I knew when to go, mm. and it was awesome. Because we have this common experience of connecting with God. That is exactly what we experience, only really on a more epic scale when we read the scriptures. That's why it's such a privilege for us to take a section of scripture like we're doing this summer and plow into it. We're talking about the early life of David. So to orient you, those of you who like this kind of thing, this would be the really early Iron Age. This is 3,000 years ago, and this is a time when, similar to our age, Technology is changing, primarily in warfare, but not, not exclusively so. So this is the early Iron Age, and we get the early life of David. And what's so awesome, today we get to hear from some eyewitnesses who were actually there to give us their account of the story and what happened. So let's pray. So Father, we, we don't believe that any of us are here by accident. Certainly a few of us are here by habit. Others of us have chosen to try to connect with you today. A few of us, Lord, are exploring spiritually. And we may even be exploring what fellowship, what community we're going to try to connect to and if we're going to connect and what that means but we're here, we recognize right now, we pause, we hit the pause button on all of that and we recognize right now that we're here by your design. Uh, prepare our hearts to hear the story of your people trying to faithfully connect to you, your man, David, and his struggle and his fear and his temptation how he leaned in and at times how he didn't. And God, today we ask you to break up, break up in our chests and help us to learn from the example of those who have gone before us and from those, Lord, who have 
faithfully recorded your story and your ways. Through today, Lord, teach us your way. We want to grab you. We want to hold on to you. We want to seek you and not our own plans and not our own way and not take up our own, you know, Lord, not do it by our own effort. So today we're declaring that we're going to, we're seeking you. Hear us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Did you see him? That was David. I can't believe that was David. But that was not the David I've come to know. He was scared. I saw it in his eyes. It made me tremble. He was alone. He came to me. I'm the priest of Nob, Ahimelech. Often David would come here. He would talk to me and ask me to inquire of the Lord of him. At first I thought it was such an occasion, but it was not. I confess the matter has me perplexed. He was alone. David, why are you alone? Why are you alone? I've I've come on a secret mission. The king has sent me here and my men are off over in the distance. We will meet later. But what, what can I do? What can I do? He began to unfold a story of some sort that didn't quite make sense. I was trying to follow, but something was clearly wrong. I need food. I'm thinking, is this a storehouse? I'm a priest. This is my temple where I serve Almighty God. This is not a storehouse. But I could not turn them away. I couldn't turn them away empty-handed. We have showbread, the bread we offer to the Lord. It is the day we are to replace it. You could have those loaves. Can I have five loaves? Yes. How are five loaves? I didn't say this, but I was wondering, how are five loaves going to feed all of his men? And for how long? I was perplexed. But I thought through, normally the loaves would be for only the priests to consume after it was time to change them out. But I worked through that certainly his life is worth the bread. Certainly God would not have us put this normal routine, this, well, it's not really a normal routine, it's offering it up to the Lord, but this tradition, this monumental offering to the Lord certainly was not going to override the life of a man. So I I gave David the bread. I gave it to him. He took the five loaves. Do you have a weapon, a spear, a sword, anything? A weapon? Here I thought he was coming to inquire of the Lord. That is not the case. But why do you need a weapon? I, uh, I left so quickly that I forgot my 
weapon or, or I couldn't get my weapon because uh, the king's urgent matter forced me to move on. It, it forced us to go. I'm not necessarily the smartest guy, but some of this wasn't quite adding up. This is David, commander of thousands. I dare say he hardly walks without carrying a sword. Would he really leave the king's court? Would he really leave his post without a weapon? No matter. There was, in the place where we keep some of the most holy and precious things, there was an ephod. The ephod is what we would often bring before the Lord. This was our reminder, God's reminder, to remember his people, to remember his promises. We would wear this as priests. It was eerie. It was as if it was saying something as we went in there and we looked at it. The, the ephod was there. And right behind it, a sword. It was as if there was a choice to be made. It was as if God himself was trying to say, there is a choice. So I told David, there is the sword of Goliath, the Philistine. You know, the one you won through faith. You took out the giant Philistine with your amazing faith. You picked up a stone. And using your sling, you took him out. Ah, David. I didn't say this at the time, but he's always been a hero for our people. A hero who showed us what faith looked like. He showed us what it means to stand up to the most giant, fearsome thing around. And in that fear, dominate with faith. David, that symbol of your faith, the sword. We have that. Right behind the ephod. If you want it, you can have it. You can take it. I confess, it didn't feel right. So I was still giving him a choice. If you want it, you can take it. Give it to me, he said, almost more abruptly than maybe he intended. There is no sword that's its equal. I will take it. He took the sword. He took the sword. This sword is going to cause me some trouble, I think. It's what I realized. I am David. After leaving Ahimelech, I realized that I needed to flee far away with Saul coming after me like he was. It was terrifying to know that the king, with thousands of men at his command, thousands, could come after me. Yes, I confess to you, I was afraid. Wouldn't you be? 
thousands on your heels. But where was I to go? So I, I went to Gath. I know what you're thinking. Gath? Isn't that the region of the Philistines? Yeah, it is. See, the enemy of my enemy is maybe a friend. But as I went there, I realized this sword is not going to help me. Am I going to single-handedly take out the entire army? So I hid the sword. I tucked it away. I went in. I saw an audience with Akish. He's the king of Gath. I spoke to his nobles. I spoke to his guard. You must let me go see the king. I am David. You know what their nobles said? Bring him. It was not the bring him that you would expect of a friend. No. It was bring him. And I realized something is wrong. You know what they said? Isn't this the king? Isn't this the king, David? The king? How have they heard? Oh my. They thought I was anointed to be king. Just like Samuel the prophet had anointed me, somehow the rumor had caught their ears. They had called me the king. They went on. Not only that, isn't he the one they sing songs about? Saul has killed the thousands and David tens of thousands. I knew my life was in danger. My sword, it was of no help. I cried out to God. Oh, Yahweh, help me, your servant. Help me, your servant. I need you now to protect me. And in that moment, I had an idea. See, the people of the area, they all know if a madman is there, there are works of gods at play. They get quite nervous, you see, when a madman is there. And I thought, I will play the madman. So I started dribbling out my spirit. And I started making noise. And I started being a little weird. I'm the king. I'm the king. <laughs> I'm a warrior. Warrior. <laughs> king Hakish. He looked over at his people and said, Do we not have enough madmen here that you must bring him into my court? And they threw me out. They threw me out. Not only did they throw me out, they pushed me out of the city. It was like having an armed escort. My God delivered me. I was in a mess. Yeah, I confess to you that I did go for my sword. But I also confess to you that it was not my sword that saved me. I was so overwhelmed with emotion that I 
wrote a song. You know, I think you guys need to sing a song. We're going to sing a song. Where are those people that were up here singing earlier? Where are they? Raise your hand if you were singing earlier or if we were playing an instrument. Where are you? Oh, yeah, you. Come up here. Come up here. Yeah. Woo! And, and where's that other guitarist on? Woo! I want you guys to sing that song. You know the one I will call upon the Lord? Can you guys sing that song? They did have electric guitars in the Iron Age. <laughs> got a very catchy title. I've been giving a lot of thought to this song. And it was the same idea of calling upon the Lord because he answered me. So you ready? This is a, you're going to remember this song title later. Psalm 34. I'll read it to you. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul makes it boast in the Lord. Let the humble hear and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. And let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord and he answered me and delivered me from all my fears. Those who look to him are radiant and their faces shall never be ashamed. The poor man cried. And the Lord heard him and saved him out of all of his troubles. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and delivers them. I was in a mess. The Lord answered my call.
David, he killed my father. Abiathar, tell me everything. So I, Abiathar, told the account. My father is Ahimelech. Saul had him killed. The priest of Nob. And not just my father. He had all of them killed. Eighty-five. Eighty-five priests who wore the ephah. He had them killed. I alone escaped. And I began to share the story of a man, a most horrible man, Doag. My name is Doag. Apart from my mask, you are no different than I am. I know each and every one of you. I'm an Edomite. I come from a place where Saul has recently raided. But I was a little smarter than the rest. See, I don't trust in your God stuff. I trust in me. I know what I need. I need things. I need money. I need livestock. Saul came there that day. You know what he said? He said, has David been here? He inquired of David. You know, not a single priest was ready to speak up. So I said David was here. He came to inquire of the Lord. And Ahimelech here, Ahimelech, <laughs> he inquired of the Lord for him. Gave him a sword and, and bread and sent him along his way. Saul was furious, furious. He looked over at his bodyguard. I want you to slay every one of these guys. Cowards they were. Cowards. The king gives an order and you dare to refuse it? Cowards. Not I. His so-called warriors couldn't lift the sword. It was too heavy, I guess. It couldn't, couldn't be lifted. Because of what? Their priest? Because they wear some special breastplate over their linen ephod? Huh. I took every one of them. Killed the whole city of Nob. The priests, their wives, their family. I even killed their livestock. But you know why? Because Saul started with, hey, who can give you wealth like me? And I thought, yeah. I know what you guys are thinking. You want to judge me as you sit in your fancy cars. Wait, do you guys call them chariots or cars? As you guys sit in your nice houses. Yeah. Let's face it. When it's your turn to sacrifice, do you sacrifice? Are you willing to put somebody else's needs over yours? Or do you think, well, certainly I have a reason to withhold this sacrifice. Aren't my needs worth something? 
Don't I deserve this great thing? I tell you, I doubt you're much different than I. Are you ready to sacrifice? I was not. At least I'm honest. At least I can admit it. I dare say you're afraid to admit it. Well, I took them all out. And I got my reward. So as I finish sharing with David, I told him about Doag. I was heartbroken. How could my father have been among those massacred? But then I began to see something come alive in David, something I have not seen, not up close, something I have not witnessed, not up close. I saw faith. I saw Faith. I saw responsibility. Do you know what he did after he left Gad? Do you know? I'll tell you. He went and got his mom and dad. Saul and thousands are on his heels. And he goes to get his mom and dad to protect them. He goes to Moab. I don't know if you know this, but his great-grandmother, Ruth, was from Moab. So he went to the king of Moab and he said, will you protect my family? And they protected him. See, David, after he left the cave of Adullam, the prophet spoke to David, go into Judah. So he went into the forest of Perath. There was a new faith. There was new power. When I left the temple, I brought him the ephod. You should have seen his eyes. He was so excited. It was as if I had brought him the greatest treasure on earth. He looked at his sword. And he looked at the ephod. And it was clear which one he valued more. See, David was in a mess. He was in a great mess. And yes, it was hard for me to recount the story of what would fall out from his mistakes. But you know what he said? It's my fault. I couldn't believe he owned that. I saw Doag there. He would go on to tell me, I knew it was not right. When? How did you know? But David took responsibility. He said, Abiathar, yes, David, stay with me and I will protect you. For the same king that pursues my life now pursues yours. I will protect you. 
I learned something really important that day. I learned that David's mess is not all that different than your mess and my mess. What's your mess today? Health? Maybe you just got a scary notice that based on the lab results, things are not looking good for you. Maybe it's a relationship. And you're wondering, should I begin a relationship or end this relationship? Or maybe it's a dear friend that you are no longer on good terms with because of a mistake you made. And you go, I would fix it, but I really blew it. What is your mess? Maybe it's at work. Maybe at work you realize, I can't stand my boss. I'm going to quit. But who knows? Maybe your being on that job is the light and witness to someone else. What is your mess? What's your sword? Say, Google? Google solves everything. Sick? I can now predict what's wrong better than my doctors. <laughs> but doctor, don't you think I have a Wahoo's Mahalivit? <laughs> I looked it up. I know there's only three cases in the world, but I'm sure I have it. Maybe your sword is monster so that you can go find a new job. Maybe your sword is in the relationship now, it's too hard. But maybe what you really need is the ephod. Maybe what you really need is to inquire of the Lord. So I ask you, which do you want? The sword or the ephod? choice today. Sometimes it feels like we have a choice every moment to take up the sword of our effort or to inquire of you and to trust in you, to call on you. So Father, we acknowledge today that it's you that we need. It's not more Google, more money, or the right circumstances, the right relationship, or the right place to live, or the right home, house, right job. It's you. The joy this morning is to know that we have you just by asking. So hear us as we ask. As we declare with... uh, open hearts and open hands. Lord, we need you. We pray together. Jesus, as you taught us to pray, our Father who art in heaven, 
power be in your name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses. Gateway, you may go in peace. 